Hello everyone and welcome back. Today I have a great guest and I'm very excited. Uh, he's actually the first man and the first math tutor that I have here on my podcast. I want to talk to this uh, nice guest that I have. He's going to be introducing himself pretty, uh, pretty soon. And I want to talk today about the reality of what's happening with math how we are teaching math, not only in the schools, as tutors. And I think this is going to be a perspective from two tutors that really love math. They're very passionate about education. And I can see their concern about <laughs> what's happening and what will happen if we continue letting things happen this way, plus this pandemic, what can happen? Please welcome Devin. Devin, how are you? Tell I'm us who's Devin. Who's Devin? Let's start from there. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me, Miss Vanessa. Um, my name is Devin. I am also known as the Mac Coach, um, which is my business name. Um, I started the Mac Coach four years ago uh, in the midst of me being a full-time teacher. Uh, I just kind of, uh, as a math teacher, people are going to always ask you, hey, can you tutor my child? So it's something that it kind of just naturally picked up. And I'm like, hey, I ought to kind of just do this as a little gig because people kind of paid me even though I didn't ask for it. So I kind of thought, okay, this may be something I can pick up um, in the long term. So I did it part-time for a while. And um, as I kind of like saw the, um, as I kind of realized as a teacher, um, going into like, I did seven years of teaching. And I kind of realized like, you know, like, this, uh, the school system not serving our students the way I would like the, uh, our students to be served or what our students need. So I kind of knew that I probably wasn't going to be in the school system much longer. So I really started to focus more on this business side so that I can leave the classroom, start this business, and really kind of start to produce uh, the kind of math model and learning that our students need that could better equip them for like 21st century skills, you know, not just like free, be free. Come yes, with your fingers, really it's okay. Just, <laughs> yes, yes, really, really, that's what it is. Freedom, create, uh, creative freedom, you know, when it comes to learning math and just kids really learning things that they're going to use in the world um, as it relates to math. So that's kind of what this is about, really kind of just creating a tutor students, but also just like allows me to kind of create things where students, uh, we could connect math to students and give them something and kind of create that model where schools can eventually adopt to uh, begin teaching like some real world math. What uh, really matters. <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you, Devin, um, I'm going to put your Instagram because I think you have a, not, not, not only you target like little tutorials and you do a lot of things for your own students, you're mm -hmm. very involved with the community and you work, tell us a little bit about your work for the community and where you're from. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm from New Orleans. I have to throw it out there. I'm from the city of New Orleans. Now we can hear the accent. I'm from New Orleans. Yes, yes. I like it. You know, I try to disguise it sometimes, but you know, it just comes out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I um, you know, when Hurricane Katrina passed, I was um, I want to give my age. See I was. <laughs> I want to give away my age. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> Hurricane Katrina passed, so someone could do the math. Um. And so I eventually, I was a senior, so I was also going to college anyway. So I pretty much spent 10 years at LSU in Baton Rouge. And I always wanted to come back home and teach. My goal as being a teacher wasn't just to teach, but I'm like, I want to come back to my own city and community to be a teacher. That math was my teacher. main goal. Or what, was it only math. math. And what levels do you teach? High school? Middle school? Um, I, high, mostly high school. I started off in middle school thinking that it was just little high school kids with 
<laughs> That's the hardest math. In, I think yeah. when I see a fifth grader worksheet from a common core, I go, oh, what is this? Yeah, yeah I was mistaken. I only did one year middle school, then I went to high school where I wanted to be, and I never left since. Um, so I did one year middle school, six years of high school. Um, but most of my teaching was done in Baton Rouge, and I always wanted to come back to New Orleans. So I came back four years ago, and I was able to come back home and really just begin teaching at home, you know, and it's just, you know, just being around the students and kind of just seeing them talk about places where I'm from and stuff like that. It's, I was like, yes, I, I'm home, you know? And so, um, yeah, so eventually kind of just, um, just really getting involved in my own community. You know, I live in the same area I grew up in. Um, wow. Up here and, you know, so I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm here, you, you know? Good. You feel good. <laughs> you feel good. Devin, that's awesome. And I, I have to say that I, uh, whoever goes to your Instagram is very interesting because it takes a lot. Let's talk about being a professional tutor. There are mm -hmm. not that many people that you can say, oh, what did you do for a living? I remember when people ask me, oh, and I'm like, oh, I'm a tutor. And they look at you like, <laughs> you tutor? Like a joke, right? And then you say, I am a math tutor. And then you kind of hear people then like, oh, math, yes. Blah, blah, blah. And then they start talking about their kids. It's automatic. My kid is good in math. My kid is bad in math. And you're like, the last thing I want to talk about is math on <laughs> my free time. But I, I love the story how you became a, a tutor because you taught on the public schools New Orleans, yeah. which, you know, it's, they're tough. We're not talking about, these are like real tough schools. And you have seen the changes. What I wanted, uh, before we, we started a conversation, you were telling me you're, you're right now doing your master's, right, Devin? What is your yeah, master's? Tell yeah. us about your master's. What are you doing? Yeah, so, um, so this is world news because, you know, I haven't told anybody. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, I started on my master's degree in education and technology. Um, nice. So you know, it's a master of education with a focus on integrating technologies education. And I chose that path um, not only because that's so I've already incorporated technology in my classroom for a long time um, in so many different ways, not just the PowerPoint and using email, but <laughs> all kind of other ways. Um, but uh, and also just I feel like that's like the direction we're headed. And I feel like people don't our schools and teachers don't have the tools needed to really know how to integrate it properly because um, it's okay. not meant to replace the teacher. So how much, very good point, and let's, let's, let's grab this point. Okay. When I went to school, I, and I am much, no, much older, but I'm older than you are. When I went to school, we didn't have the internet and all this, and my job mm -hmm. was to do the even or odd numbers. Whatever you didn't have the answer in the back, they will tell you, and then you have to go back, and then you have like a real book, no iPad, nothing. And then you had to literally just go and kill yourself with 10, 20 problems. And you didn't have Google or all this. I mm -hmm. felt that you had to struggle so much that you had to learn one or not because math is a language. You repeat it, you repeat it. And what people really don't understand about math is that algebra one, algebra two, that's just basically grammar. That's nothing. And I, I love when people, when I'm going to use this? Well, unless you do engineering, it's going to come there. <laughs> but it is, right, right. we do use it all the time. And my problem is that nowadays, there is so much AI, artificial intelligence, teaching you, teaching the kids math, YouTube, and there, some of them are really good. But you've been teaching in high school. Now everything is go to this, log in, do your homework, and that's it. 
And a lot of the time, especially when they're like AP advanced classes, they have use the calculator. And the students sometimes don't even have a calculator or know how to use the calculator. So you are absolutely right. There's a lot of integration now of calculators, but how much is too much? Do right. you think we're failing the kids because we're putting all these homeworks online and it's so easy? And well, well they say easy. I don't think it's easy. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I think we fail the kids when, um, for one, when we use technology to replace teachers and when we uh, use technology in a way um, and not still hold the people accountable. Because um, we can't hold technology accountable. <laughs> that's <laughs> um, true. But, it's a tool. Know, yes. Right. Right. It's, a t it's another tool in addition to a textbook or a whiteboard in the classroom. Like, it's just another tool that you can use to really enhance learning, you know. So the teachers are meant to uh, still be there. The teachers, I feel like the teacher's job is still to, like, help facilitate learning and assess this knowledge. Um, you know, whether you even give a computer-based test, for example, it should be a teacher going over there assessing, looking at those results and saying like, okay, this is what this student needs and still working with the student. You know, the technology is meant to make it more efficient to, you know, get data and get results and whatnot in those kind of ways. But um, the teacher should be very much involved. And I think like um, when we use tests and like, because uh, a lot of students get by by just, you know, Googling, you know, answering the answers, just completing the work. Um, and, or just they you know, just Google the, the the problem and right. then you just switch the numbers and you're like yeah you got it right, right. you didn't even think about it <laughs> exactly and it's this the and a lot of stuff that people use is is out there it's like I've seen people like working on their homework and they could Google the question and the answer to the question they're pretty much on the internet you could take a picture of the question and answer all type of answers pop up I mean there's so much available there's fine answers to stuff but you know um. When the teacher's involved and you're giving those like open-ended problems or truly doing some problem solving stuff where you have to apply that knowledge now you know you can't google that because there's no one answer you have to give a thoughtful response you have to think critically and really like come up with um you have to apply this you have to know what you're talking about you have to understand a concept enough to be able to talk about whatever it is um the content that you're working on whatnot to um to answer those questions or solve that problem so when you assess students in that kind of manner, there's no, there's no technology that can make up for that. You know, you have to learn. <laughs> when you went um, to school, Devin, did you, like, I was very fortunate that my, my brother was an engineer. I mean, he, was, his, he wasn't an engineer at that time, but he was really good in math. So he will, he will help me and I have resources. I had, you know, if I needed a tutor. How was when you went learning math? How many resources were available for you? And how do you think now is that different from the kids that now have so much except an adult next to them teaching them. What do you right. think is the difference? Yeah. yeah, I think it is a lot different. Um, I mean, I can say that like um, when I was in high school, um, in college, kind of like things on the internet kind of just started becoming available, you know, so I did have access to the internet, you know, um, but it wasn't as easy as it was to find help on the internet when I was in college and high school. I mean, high school, I didn't even use the internet in high school because I mean, I was like, you know, not that many people had the internet. There, you but, had to learn the perimeter. Was the addition of the <laughs> like right, you know? right? So yeah, I mean, yeah, you pretty much had to rely on textbooks or whatever your notes were from class, or you might have to go to, to the library to get something. You know, <laughs> or um, if you have one of those prof of those teachers that they were very meticulous about their notes because they were very. I think teachers before used to give notes, and this is going to be on the test, and everyone would be like, <laughs> exactly, right? Now right. people are like. Ch -ch 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 and you're yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what a college classroom looks like now because I haven't been in a classroom. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. So, yeah, I mean, I can remember sitting there writing notes, you know, and I guess that's probably different now. I'm not sure. Um, but <sighs> it is it is tough, and I'm gonna tell you, it's getting worse with the pandemic, obviously. And I think that the damage you start this damage because you do damage the student, especially in math. If you're just like just putting this YouTube and it's so tedious and repetitive when you get a fifth grader to repeat a thousand divisions instead of thinking, okay, let's do four divisions. And the next one is a little bit more challenging and we gradually, but it's because you know what happens, Devin, that you, you start with a homework, right? And you, you get the first one right and you're like, yes. And the second one, you don't get it right. And then you have, there, there are softwares that are, they just want to destroy you mentally. <laughs> Three more incorrect. And then, and I understand the students. And that's when you start thinking, how much cheating are these students doing? We're talking about already high school, college level. How much you think that's going on, Devin? You think like kids oh. are being, having integrity or, or they need to get the help because AI is making them impossible to do this? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it is going on. Um, I've seen it firsthand. Um, I get a lot of requests to do it, you know. Um, when I talk to other people, they talk about who they have doing stuff for them. And so a, a lot of it is going on, definitely. Um, yeah, and, and that's what happens when, you know, you use technology with no teacher, which is happening a lot as well. Students could just take their class, take the test, and pretty much past classes so yeah definitely a lot of this going on um and right you you have a lot of students who pretty much passing through class and haven't learned much of anything with a plus that's a plus. My, my my concern is going going through this so do you think there ha there has been a lot of controversy now for the sat and act do you think it will be fair to remove a standardized test like, how do we really know if these kids are good or not? Because I remember being a tutor and they were all A plus, A plus. Sometimes I would be like, this A plus means nothing. You're just not learning. You're going to pass the second algebra and you're going to suffer again. And it's just getting worse. So right, just right. To, to go back to my point, what can we do, Devon, as tutors? What can we do to encourage this kid to tell the math is fun, it's beautiful, you can make money? Did you mind? Yes, but definitely, I mean, bringing those examples into the classroom, like, you know, it's one thing to talk about, like, oh, you know, like, uh, these group of people make money doing it, or engineers, you know, use math. Let's bring engineering into the classroom. Let's have an engineering course and incorporate that. You know, don't uh, teach us all the math that's not necessary and tell us about all the stuff we can apply to. Let's actually do that. You know, let's bring the application into the classroom and you know, let's learn that because the stuff that they're learning now, they're not going to use. So it's like, it, it, it seems backwards to me, you know, it's like we learn all the stuff that you're probably not going to use, but then speculate on like, you know, all this great stuff you can do with Matt, like, let's do it. <laughs> I think you know? they need to integrate statistics in the program, period. Like why we're not teaching statistics and not as an elective. I think statistics is the most useful math that we can all use we can figure it yes. out they're giving you a fake news you go if you know statistics and you see those numbers you're like i love i love statistics <laughs> go, going back and then i want to ask you what is your favorite and the worst subject to teach 
But going back, so do you think that we should keep the SAT and ACT? So, so that's um, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, as far as like uh, holding students accountable, because like, like grades aren't really like I feel like a good idea, um, a good like measure of like what students at from the school's grades. Um, so I mean, I believe they have a place for measuring certain things, but um. What I don't agree with is like holding students back for not performing well on that because I feel like there's other things that measure students, you know, uh, abilities or whatnot. Um, but I do think it has its place in measuring a lot of other things. So, um, you know, I'm all, you know, I'm okay with testing, just understanding like what test shows and understanding like what it doesn't help. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, no, you, you have a good point because in my years of tutoring i have seen that the the people that had the most resources obviously you know because it takes money to really get a score that you know if you want to go to like an ivy league university or anything it's a lot of money because you have to get the tutor a lot of the parents that get the tutors usually they they don't understand the sat or act and they panic and these schools are telling you like if you don't do well you're doomed your child is done you know and no one thinks about once they get into the school and then you throw college algebra and then this kid is completely lost then you get very depressed taking a college algebra class in college having the skills of an algebra you know half middle algebra skills you're going to get stressed. You're going to think, I cannot do this. I'm going to drop out. That's it. Mm -hmm. And the United States education, different than other, like, for example, in Venezuela, if you, mm -hmm. become, if you want to become a lawyer from day first, the first day, you don't do any math. Like that's it. You start like a lawyer school, right? Or if you want to be, I don't know, something, sociology, you will never have to take math. Here, it's not like that. Here, you have the two years. No matter if you want to go to clown school, you must take six credits. <laughs> college algebra, and I'm not kidding, it's true. College algebra, and then whatever other class, you know, whatever, liberal, smart. But that, and then that's when you see a lot of people frustrated saying, when will I need this? When, you know, which I understand what we're teaching math. You, you want to develop your critical things and all that, but it is... It is tough, and I bet you get the same question. When am I going to use this? Devin, what is your favorite and your least favorite, if you have any, subject to teach? Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick two of my – well, I'm going to pick a favorite math subject. Um, okay. Statistics. Um, statistics. Uh, right. In another lifetime, I would have been a history teacher. Um, oh, I would wow. tell you history is my favorite subject. Um, math is my favorite to teach. Um, <laughs> but, um, but definitely statistics, um, just because it's going to be, can be applied to so many things and it's just, we see it every day. It's it, it, teaching wise, it incorporates so many things that you would learn in algebra, geometry, and even calculus, you know? So it's like you getting a piece of all those in one class in a way that, you know, you can apply it to almost any real life situation, you know? I love it statistics. I mean, the right. beginning is a little bit tedious because you have to learn terms. But it mm -hmm. applies to everything, law, right, right. biology. And that's what I'm thinking, why we're not teaching right. statistics as a required class. Right, In it should definitely be required. <laughs> I will take geometry and put a statistics and just add geometry a little bit to algebra. Why do I need to teach a whole year about proofs? <laughs> because right. oh. geometry is my least 
favorite classes you can see. Okay, so history and statistics. Which class, when a student calls you, you're like, oh, God, no. Oh, this, um, this is a tough one. Actually, um, oh, this is a tough like, I guess I don't have a lead. Look um, at them. That's, that's a real tutor. Look at the passion there. It's like, I don't have anything well, that I I'm gonna get well the way you when you put it that way. I do have a subject for like those scenarios, but I wouldn't say my least favorite subject. But that would be calculus. Um, and I love calculus actually. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the teacher, on the professor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that really has a lot of applications. It's, it's a you know, it's a subject that can be applied. That's why I like it. Um, but it's just so much to keep up with. Being that like. I, you know, I kind of chose to go the statistics route, and there's so much in statistics you can do it. Like I tutor like master's students, PhD students, and there's so much you can do with statistics. Like it's a great class I'm to just... tutor. Yes, if you want to be a tutor, do not teach algebra. No, I'm serious, and you will agree with me, Devin, because as if you get a good statistic tutor, they'll pay anything. How much you want? Because it's hard to get a good a statistic tutor that can also go to apply to QMB do master class, o sea, you, you know, look at my Spanish coming out, you, you know what I mean, and I, I think calculus too, depending of, of the, of the professor will be, I enjoy calculus, but like, like calculus too, and you study these integrals, like, and I'm like, enough, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fun, but honestly, you have to be in a time that you have a lot of time and you think about it and you're like, I wonder what is the best identity. But other than that, you're right. I think, I mean, calculus, I really like it because you can see it in the minimization, maximization problems you also use. Mm -hmm. But people, when they tell me when I'm going to use this, we need to tell them, guys, all this algebra is just literally pre-calculus. is just get you to calculus so you can do calculus. <laughs> That's it. That's all what it is. Right, yeah, much. so it, it is tough. Now, um, Devin, how do you, so you're the math coach, right? Is it, um, so you, you basically just teach on your own, like, do, are you right now uh, going to schools? How does the math coach work? Tell us about it. So, so yeah, so, um, so when I started doing this full time, I actually, uh, one of my goals really to like really get into uh, schools because I never wanted to leave the classroom. So um, my goal is to really start working with schools and whatnot. And I kind of just started full time August of 2019, last school year. So um, that was happening. You know, I was uh, I was working with students individually. Um, I worked with individual students um, at, you know, at a public location or whatnot. Um, so I was working with students. And then also I started to uh, work with different schools where uh, would bring me in to kind of work with certain students or whatnot, um, which was picking up until COVID happened. Oh, <laughs> so 2020. It's kind of <laughs> All right, so you know that's the direction I was headed to, and a lot, a lot of opportunities opened up from that. Well, we're opening up. Twenty <laughs> twenty. <laughs> right until twenty twenty. Um, so I mean, so that's still my goal to really kind of uh really work with schools. I want to like work with students in the school and actually like one of the things I kind of was getting more into was actually coaching teachers, which kind of just naturally came about to another avenue of things I was working in. Um, and uh, I had uh, other partnerships coming up with uh, nine profits that I was working with to kind of just be more involved in community, like financial literacy. Um, a lot of those things kind of fell through cracks with 2020. <laughs> but you know what? Better will come back, Devon, because 
I, like I said, that I, I, I see your passion and I see your involvement and it's, you could, you could smell it. I don't even have you in front of me and you could see it. I think I, I saw, because I, I mean, we, we actually met on Instagram. We are like intellectual. I always call my husband. I tell my husband, oh my God, I have an intellectual crush. Look at this guy's math feeding. My husband is so tired of math. He's like, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I think, Devin, that you will get back to do that. And I think now, what will be your advice, Devin, to someone that is right now failing math, someone that it could be a young Devin and said, I can do this, I'm done. What, what would you tell that student? Yeah, I mean, it's always like a, a, a yet thing, right? Um, it's kind of, when I see students struggling or whatnot, it's, it's a matter of like, you know, it's, it's kind of like part of the process. It's part of the learning process. The fact that you're stressing and struggling with it is, can be a good sign because it means that you're grappling with the thought of it and the material whatnot. So if you continue to kind of grapple with it, you know, you're going to reach that point where you're going to conquer it and, you know, you will have that light bulb moment, you know, and that's, that's typically kind of how it goes. You know, it's definitely a process. I think we, uh, we kind of like create this image of Matt where it's like, there's people who are good in Matt and people who are not good in Matt. And I'm like, that's not the case. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And I want to say this, people need to stop thinking, oh, you're good in math. No, this is like an athlete. Whoever is good in math is because they sit down and they do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Devin, how many math questions do you think you've done for fun? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like you I have <laughs> a paper right here of like problems I'm working out statistics just like in my spare time, just working on stuff, you know. And some of the stuff I already know, I just continue to work on it so I can stay fresh on it, you know. Because it's a language. You know, like you don't just learn and just know it. Like I have to come back and work on this. Yes, you know? yes. And, and that's important. And, and I tell that to my students, especially at the beginning when they, they were very stressful because they feel like it's a math tutor. I'm like, look, I just like math and we do math. And I promise you, you can get to anything you want as long as you do it. Period. That's it. This is not, I have seen Devin two, there were, yeah, like two girls that you could see that they had like a difficulty because some people do have much more difficulties than others not so much math on the learning part right and they excel in math at the end it took years we worked together but they did it and i was thinking wow who do you think observational just observational what have you had more top women students or men who do you think are the most disciplined on math i'm gonna say um. girls <laughs> from observation that's it i think uh for me it's hard to do. i have a way more women students mm. or female students um than anything um and i feel like a lot of it has to do with just the male complex of not wanting to ask for help um <laughs> i always feel like what it, what it is because i'm like i don't have to work with that many male students you know typically if i work with a male students because the parent you know requested tutor for their child that is that's true yes <laughs> Or, uh, you know, and I have, you know, I have some, you know, who are in college who request a tutor, but it's typically like a one-off thing. Um, and then I, it's a very few who probably I work with consistently, but it's definitely female dominated. And I think, it's, I, I mean, that's my opinion. That I feel like males don't want to ask for help. And, you know, the women are more like, hey, you know, I need help. Where, you know, 
And if this trend continues, and I know in 20 years, people are going to look in at this podcast, I hope so, and they say, wow, she was right. If this trend continues, more women are going to be in the STEM because... I, I mean, I love it. I love my, I have a daughter. Of course, I want her to, you know, understand numbers, understand. But mm-hmm. I think that uh, I do see you right. I think gender, if we talk about gender and get, I maybe like a relationship between gender, right? And statistics and which was worked the hardest. I do. Agree, I agree with you. I think girls are more aggressive and more competition when it comes to math. But you're right. They are less shy than the, than the guys to ask for help. Usually guys are more like, especially if, if it's like a woman, maybe like a guy to guy, or maybe they don't. Maybe they feel the same way, you know? Maybe it's not a thing about asking if it's a female tutor or male tutor. They're just really shy in general. But um, Devin, I had a great time today. And listen, I want to do another podcast with you because I think you know a lot about education. You breathe education. I also enjoy tremendously your Instagram, which I'm going to put here on, you know, for everyone to go and see. And of course, you know, if they want to work with you, I hope they have the pleasure to work with you. But Devon, I really, really thank you because I know we've been trying to plan this interview. Like, I think it was last week and I was like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. Let's do it next week. <laughs> and I appreciate that you did because I know how it is, you know, how busy you are and everything. Devon, do you have any last words for our listeners today that love or hate math? <laughs> yeah, so, well, um, just to think, um, I had something in mind that <laughs> I just lost my memory. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to math, um, I guess I, I would really want to just encourage people of the idea of like, there's no such thing as a good math person or a bad math person, you know? And I feel like it's kind of a that group mindset that, you know, that I think that's good to adopt that like we can learn and grow in anything, you know, and that includes math and anything in life, you know, like anything you want to learn, you know, and I hate that it sounds cliche, but it's like, you know, anything you work at, you can learn and including math, you know. So whenever somebody feels like they're not at a point there, then you know, like you keep struggling and grappling with it. It's like the process of learning and growing, you know. So Stressing the struggle and it kind of can be a good thing in a lot of ways. So it is, it is true. It. I like that. It, yes, embrace it and say because yes, we struggle. I have had struggle for an hour in a problem that you're like, but what is wrong? And you go over it. And then once you get that problem solved, you feel like ah. it's like yep. you know, there's no feeling or money that can ever describe that. Thank you so much, Devin. I really appreciate it. I want to say bye-bye and have a great day. Uh, You too.